0: We love you. What's up, COH? What's up? It is your Hope, right And listen, I want to get right to it. And so if y'all would turn to the Second Kings, the 6th chapter, looking at verses 15 through 17. The Second Kings, the 6th chapter, verses 15 through 17. It reads, it says, When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked, Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around. Elisha. listen, y'all. want to use as a as a prescription for our hope vitamin today. I can see clearly now. I, I can see clearly now. I've been reading this book called *Mind Gym* by Sebastian Bailey and Artaeus Black, which is a book uh, geared to helping us achieve more by our perceptions. It, it is it's our perceptions that causes us to live longer or shorter it's our perceptions that allow us to have positive or negative experiences it's our perceptions that that allow us to achieve more or less in life our, our, our perceptions also determine what we give our attention to uh, because according to how we Perceive things, we make decisions about what matters and what doesn't by assigning a level of importance to those things. One of the problems with our perceptions is that they can mislead us into thinking and believing that we have a factual interpretation of certain things when our perceptions can be far from what's reality. A Psychologist Edward Brono uh, says that studies have shown that 90%, listen here, 90% of error in thinking is due to error in perception. If you can change your perception, you can change your emotion, and this can lead to newer and better ideas. And that's why you can have two people who are both experiencing the same thing. At the same exact time that had different outcomes because of their perception. Let me give you all an example. Uh, uh, I, I, when I'm on a plane and turbulence hits, uh, I, I literally can have the perception that the plane is about to crash. While right beside me, this is happening, y'all, because y'all know I don't really like flying. I've gotten better, but right beside me, while turbulence is rocking the plane back and forth and up and down, the person beside me can be totally knocked out. Now, Now, I may be sitting there wondering why or how in the world can they be asleep while we are about to crash. But the truth of the matter is that is my perception. It's not that we are about to crash, it's just that for me, it's hard for me to think that turbulence doesn't equate to a plane crash. While for the person beside me, turbulence just means they're being walked to sleep. We are in the same place, experiencing the same thing, but our perceptions is what causes us to think one way or the other. And when we look at this text, We see two different perceptions. You have the servant who is only able to see the army that has surrounded them on all sides. What he perceived caused him to see himself already defeated. He asked Elijah in a panic, what shall we do? Elijah, without even going out to see what his servant saw, told him those who are with us are more than those that are with them. Elisha then prayed and asked God to open his servant's eyes so that he could see what the prophet Elisha saw, and the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and the servant then looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots, not just any old regular chariots, y'all, but the chariots of fire that were surrounding Elisha. They were all around him. They were the army that God had encamped around him. The the servant's location did not change. Let's be clear that the servant was still where he was prior to his eyes being opened. The only thing that changed was his perception. And now he could clearly see what had been there the whole time. The prophet Elijah shows his servant while also showing those of us in 2020 that changing our perception is what's required to help us get to a place where we can say with certainty and conviction, I can see clearly now. Two things I want to share with you. The first thing I want to ask you is this question. Which active are you? Which active are you? 19th century theologian uh, Ryan Hold neither is known for this prayer god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference his prayer is a constant reminder that there's always something we can do to make our situation better even when we cannot always change our situation in the book mind jim it says the choice we all have is between will and won't, instead of can and can't. There is always an option. In other words, it's not about if you can as much as it is about if you will. The, The option is really a question about how active are you? Are you reactive or are you proactive? And that is what determines whether we stay stuck where we are, or if we move closer to where God wants us to be. When we look at this text, we see the servant's perception is reactive, while that of the prophet Elisha is proactive. The servant finds himself in victim mode and asks Elijah, what are we gonna do? He was unable to see any other options available to him because his perception of the situation was reactive. And now he is looking for someone else to determine his outcome. You know, that's what victims do. But Elisha was proactive and was already a step ahead, knowing what his next move would be to counteract his current situation. The servant who was reactive was worried and anxious and paralyzed from fear, but Elisha who was proactive, was confident, convinced, and counting on God to handle things. You see, when we are reactive, we are waiting for things to happen to us. Or for us, when we are reactive, we are always looking for someone else to blame. When we are reactive, we only can see gloom and doom when we are reactive. We we put off doing things until the very last minute. When we are reactive, we spend a lot of time worrying and stressing and downing when we are reactive we lash out against those that love us and we end up hurting those who are attempting to help us because nothing they do is ever enough Uh, and, and so you have to ask yourself am i reactive Or am I proactive? You see, when we're proactive, we aren't afforded the luxury of having a woe is need mindset or playing victim to our situations or blaming others uh, for what we are going through. Because no matter how dark it may be in our life, we know that we are the ones that hold the flashlight of faith to help see us through you see when we're proactive we understand that life doesn't happen to us but that we happen to life when we are proactive we create a plan and a strategy of action to tackle our problems and we turn our attention to all the things that we can possibly do to make things that who are proactive, we we live by a different standard, we live by Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal for the Christ of the upward call of Christ Jesus. In other words, we understand that when we are proactive, that that we go towards whatever is in our way, and we look and see from different eyes, and we understand, we can see clearly now, because we are not waiting for stuff to happen to us, but we are taking us to what's happening. Y'all got that? So, so if you're going to see clearly now, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, is what active am I? But the last thing, though, is that if, if we're going to see clearly now, is that we've got to understand that the eyes have it. Matter of fact, just tell yourself the eyes, the eyes have it. I remember being a young man on the Junior Deacon Board of Paramount Baptist Church. In Southeast D.C., and when we had meetings uh, where we had a vote and the vote was necessary, they would ask. They would ask two questions. They would ask one, "All in favor?" and, and the individual responses would be "aye." And, and then they'd ask those opposed, and and you might also hear uh, some nays. And and if the eyes were more than the nays, they would always say, "The eyes have it." I I, I believe it's the same thing. you must understand. If we plan to see things clearly, and that is the eyes have it. Let, let, me, let me try to explain this right here. You see, we have two sets of eyes. We have that, that are always in constant battle. That is our human eyes and our spiritual eyes. You see, it's our human eyes that see things for what they are. It, it's our human eyes that only rely on the resources that appear to be available to them. But but it's our spiritual eyes that are not connected to what we have, but to who we have with us. It's our spiritual eyes that remind us that nothing is impossible with God. It's our spiritual eyes that do not allow our situation to determine our destination. You see, whichever eyes you use are the eyes that will ultimately have it. In other words, how you see it is how you will experience it. And that's why Elisha prayed that God would open the eyes of his servant so that he would not be blinded by his human eyes, but so that he could see things from the perception of God's eyes. And when we use our spiritual eyes, it gives us a sense of what God is up to, even when our human eyes are showing us something totally different. Our our spiritual eyes cannot be tricked out of our testimonies. Our spiritual eyes cannot be misguided out of our miracles. Our spiritual eyes cannot be bamboozled out of our blessings, you see, because when our human eyes see disease, our spiritual eyes still see healing, when our human eyes see brokenness, our spiritual eyes still see wholeness, when our human eyes see financial challenges, our our spiritual eyes still see financial breakthroughs, when our human eyes see depression, our spiritual eyes still see God's deliverance, and why is that? Because regardless of the enemies that may be surrounding us, those who are with us are more than those that are with them. You see, our spiritual eyes give, uh, give us a firm belief that what we are seeing is true. Surely God is our help and our fortress and our covering and our protection and our strength and our God. Surely God is making ways and opening doors and building bridges and creating brand new opportunities, we seek from a point of assurance and confidence because we know that the eyes have it. So no matter what it may look like, I dare you right where you are to do what Elisha asked God to do for a servant. God opened my eyes so that i can clearly see what you're up to not 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 what my human eyes see but god show me what you see and and the thing that's beautiful about this y'all i need y'all to get this you got to remember what elisha saw was already there even though what his servant saw was already there too that, that it, it was all about whose eyes are you looking through. And you have to begin to tell yourself, God, I'm tired of looking through my eyes. I want to see victory through your eyes. Community of Hope, that right there, that's your hope writing Ask God, show me what I need to see so that you can then... Inject in your spirit, I can see clearly now. God bless you. Keep your eyes on God as God keeps his eyes on us.